0: This is Let's See What Happens, a free-form discussion to talk about anything and everything. If you don't want to be offended, don't listen. If you do want to be offended, there's a good chance you will be. I hope you like this one. Let's see what happens. All right, Uh, episode 29, I got uh, Mike from Heroes Grappling Tournament here with me today. He was, if you guys didn't hear it, he was on a podcast not too long ago where uh, we talked with him and Lisa, who started Heroes Grappling Tournament. It's a first responders jujitsu competition, and uh, it went really well, and we're coming up on year number two, right? Yeah. Second second one. So... uh, we wanted to have have you back on. We're gonna to try to do another one with Lisa, hopefully before then. But uh, uh, so what? Uh, when is the next Heroes
1: Grappling? Uh, July twenty third. July Give me the same 23rd. place. 23rd. Venice High School.
0: All right, July twenty third, Venice High. Anyone that listens, that uh, first responder that wants to, whether participate or come watch and support, come check it out. Venice High School, Venice, Florida, um, on July twenty third. So what's uh, any anything big, new, different about the tournament, or?
1: Uh, well, we, we learned a ton from it. Um, I mean, just everything about the tournament for me was brand new. I've never ran a tournament, right. I've never Done anything like that. Uh, Lisa is actually really good with that. She's competed a lot. Um, she's she assists with like chick jitsu, as she talked about. Um, so she helped out a lot. Um, so now, actually, a buddy of yours uh, is is doing a lot of work for us with photograph
0: uh, of like flow and
1: roll, yeah. Um, Sean, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> he's doing our medals and everything this awesome. year. So those look sick,
0: yeah. Can't, can't wait, uh, to show him. Yes, um, I'm very excited you got with him because I actually, so it's funny, I met him at a competition having no idea that he was like local because I had seen his stuff like not just at our school but at other competitions and stuff, so I kind of thought he was like big brand you know just because i had seen it around and then i get to talking to him at this competition because he sees i'm where i was like i wasn't competing i was actually just coaching but he was like oh you train a team of i'm like yeah he's gave me a discount and i was like oh thanks he's like yeah i trained there and i was like oh okay like because you know he trained nights i trained morning so just never crossed paths before then but yeah i thought that that was really cool but yeah he's he's very helpful he actually gave me a lot of like Insightful business stuff, yeah. So that, that yeah, was, yeah. I can't wait to work, work
1: with him. Are, so yeah. I've, I've only talked to him on the phone, I haven't met him in person. Are we yeah. sure he's not Dominic Cruz?
0: He's not, he okay. is not. All right, yes. so I, I wanted to
1: confirm that because I have like, actually
0: I rolled with him and met okay. him. And yes, he is He is not Dominic Cruz, okay. It I sounds think...
1: exactly like Dominic <laughs> Cruz. I'm like, about him like hey, you're setting me up here, We're yeah. Gonna do it. I, think. I.
0: Th- I th- Think that uh, I don't think I would be able to hide that. I'd be like, "Hey, you got to meet this guy." Right. No. You know, you yeah. know, like I don't know if I could contain myself to, to hide that one because okay. I would probably be telling people, I'd be like, "Yeah, I know, I met and know Dominic Cruz." Yeah, yeah, tra- like, yeah, I train with. him. Yeah, like I train with him. Right, no big deal, but uh, yeah. So he's he seems really like, I'm very excited that you guys were able to hook that up because I think it's well a couple things. I think it's really cool that he trains trains locally and that uh I've, I've been trying to get him on the podcast and his thing he's like oh i'm not a, i'm not a podcast guy and i'm like what's a podcast guy? Right. you know what i mean like i i thought that was a funny but i was like hey yeah man no no pressure i'm not trying to force you i just his story sounds really cool because like the little bit that i talked to him because like he used to have a full-time job and then he like quit that to do this full time and i was like that's pretty freaking awesome like uh just be making like jujitsu rash guards and shirts and you know all sorts of uh other stuff like you said banners and flyers and medals and all that good stuff like that's a pretty cool like transition i would think i don't know what he was doing before but i imagine this is more fun so uh that's pretty cool but yeah that's great that you guys were able to hook up and get that going so that'll be good to get uh him be there and all that stuff. So that's cool. Anybody, anybody else that's like, you, any one that you can mention, like sponsor wise, that's reached out or anything?
1: Uh, well, actually another guy from, uh, your gym, mm-hmm. uh, he, so he's on the Sarasota police foundation. Okay. Uh, so they're sponsoring us and not only are they sponsoring the tournament, but they're sponsoring every Sarasota police officer that competes. Oh, so wow. they're paying their entry fee for everything like that. And nice. he is, and he's doing a lot of work, uh, behind the scenes at the department, trying to get, you know, some jujitsu implemented, which I can talk to you a little bit more about. Off yeah. Air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, but I, I don't want to talk about it until, you know, right. Right. on the oh, paper. Absolutely. Right, absolutely. You know? And, uh, so. that
0: reminds me that, that question that you asked me about the other day about, uh, certain, uh, law enforcement company that you wanted to, I, I'll talk to you about that off air too, because, okay. uh, you got some details <laughs> on that, but, uh, Yeah. That's awesome, man. So like, does it seem, have you been getting like a response? Does it seem like it's going to be significantly bigger than it was last year or, uh, I mean, I'm hoping so, man.
1: Um, so initially when I released this, I think we, we dropped it in February, maybe really early March, uh, was the announcement, man, we got, I got so many more shares now from people that are big in the police jujitsu community. Um, so it was, it was really, um, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. just, it was it was a lot bigger than we you know buzzed than we had last right. year.
0: So I'm I'm hoping, man. Heck I really yeah. hope so. Well, I you know I've I've done quite a few competitions, and not just jujitsu, like a bunch of different types of competitions, SWAT, K nine, like bunch of different stuff. And I got to tell you, like for it being your guys's first one very well done. Like it was very, I think we talked about it in the first podcast. It's like, it was very well done. It was very well handled. It was like, you could tell that, that it was the first one just because everyone was kind of like very, and I don't want this to sound like a bad thing. Very like loose with it. Like everyone was kind of like going with the flow. Like, Oh, okay. Like we're going to deal with this. Like, Oh, cause I remember there was like something going on with the, the, the brackets. And right. it was like, Hey, Everyone be cool. We're going to kind of adjust this. and But it was very like chill because it was – everyone that was there was on the same page. Like they understood that it was the first one, that there were going to be some hiccups. I'll tell you one of the biggest uh, pros to it in my opinion, and this isn't like a dig on other tournaments or competitions in any way, but not having like kids mm-hmm. to that are competing, yeah. it makes it go by so much quicker because it just eliminates a good – portion of the day right
1: well that and, it really put it into perspective because i didn't think it was going to go anywhere near as long as it did i mean that would end up being like four or five hours by the time yeah. you know some people were finishing and i finished before the last guys were. oh even, yeah because even some so, guys were
0: having like 12 matches yeah like, <laughs> it was
1: insane right yeah. yeah but um yeah i mean i couldn't imagine if we had kids i mean you would have to get there at like three o'clock there'd be no point in coming before
0: that right, that right. Was, yeah it was they go on Oh, they go for a while. I mean, one of the last ones that I went to, it was... And it was well done. Like, it was orchestrated. They were doing good. They kept the matches going. I think they had five or six mats going. And it still took all day. They started at 8 a.m., I'm pretty sure. And Mm. it went until... Like, when I left, it was still going on. And that was at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon. And there was still quite a bit to go, you know? Mm. And so... It definitely, it definitely was one of those things where it was like, oh my gosh, this is so exhausting. Like if I could definitely see how as a competitor, like if you don't have kids in it, like that's exhausting. Cause there was one of our guys uh, that he literally, he was only doing no He got there at like eight in the morning Cause they didn't know, like you don't know how quickly it's gonna go. You don't know how many people are signed up for sure. Mm-hmm. And could, and they wasn't like, okay, we're gonna do all the kids first and then all the adults. That wasn't it. They were trying to mix it up. Like they were like two mats going with adults, three going with the kids. And they were trying to like get through what they could. He didn't go till like 2.30 in the afternoon. And he was there all yeah,
1: day. That's a long time. And that's.
0: <laughs> that's a lot of like for anyone that's never competed in anything it's not the competing part that's hard it's the it's the waiting it's the anticipation it's all that buildup, and then you blow your wad in the first 15 seconds of whatever it is you're doing you know and that doesn't get better the more you wait around you know what i mean it's not like you're getting more ready in those moments you're you're more like Let's just get it over with. You know, you start to
1: get a little bit mentally exhausted at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. You walk in there, ready to go. Yes. When you walk through that door. So Absolutely. Like that, you're high and then you just start burning, burning, burning down. Right.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that was kind of one of the reasons last year that I was like, yeah, I'll do the absolute because I was like, why not? Like, we get to go right now? Okay, I'll do the absolute. Never again. Never no, again. Doing it. No way. <laughs> no way. Do you happen to remember the guy that I went against first? I do. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Former UFC fighter. Freaking dude weighed weighed in a hundred pounds more than me that day. Two hundred
1: ninety-seven pounds.
0: Oh my god, boy. I was. That was. I mean, I held my own, but it was still not my best choice for sure. Like I couldn't turn my neck to the left for like the rest of the day. Yeah. And the next week or two, you know. But, Actually, uh, I have a good picture of that. I'll, I'll oh, yeah? have to remind yes, you. Yes. I, uh, I, I, I think
1: you're maybe trying to wrap a guillotine or something. Yeah. And he has you lifted up in the air.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Because, like, I, yeah, that was one of those where, listen, in the moment, things happen. I get it. I, I did get with the ref afterwards, though, and I was like, hey, man, I thought you said like pulling guard. Like, that wasn't a. And he's like, ah, it could have gone either way. And I was like, then give it to the guy 100 pounds lighter. Come on, man. Ty goes to the runner over here. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, so. Man. Right, exactly. But uh, no, it was good. It was the, the whole thing was good. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to do that absolute again. Not, not risking that nonsense because, man, especially doing it first, it was kind of like. Oh god, it was just, it, it beat on me for the rest of the day, oh, yeah. you know, for oh, yeah. sure. So, I don't know. I I say that, but I might get there and be like, hell yeah, okay, I'll do I, it.
1: I I thought about it too, man. Right? I was like, man, maybe I don't. Maybe I'll only do no gi because I, I I do prefer no gi. Like, yeah, you know, I can get I can get rid of some matches there because yeah, you know, I think I think you were like my last fight or something, and I was like, no, fight number twelve mm. or something or mm. fight number ten, and
0: I was like, <laughs> were we in gi or no gi for the last one? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, G- I don't gi? think we found no gi.
0: We did it. No. Oh. Okay.
1: So I think you asked. I think we were out on the mat, and like, why didn't we? Oh you know, yeah. I was like, I'll be capped at four.
0: Oh you know, okay. Each. Oh, then, that was so. real nice of you. So I just got all black belts. That was great. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was that was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, the I don't know if you know this, but like, I actually got my brown belt like two weeks before that competition. Oh yeah. I, I asked. I asked my professor. I was like, Hey, do I got a – do I got to change my... And he goes, yes. And I was like, god dang it. And then next thing I know, I'm going against all these black belts. So I'm like, son of a gun.
1: Yeah, I got mine in May. So yeah. I was like a month or so right. before you. Yeah, so. it,
0: was, uh, it was definitely... It was definitely eye-opening, especially since that was like the first competition I had done in a very long, like very, very first jiu-jitsu competition I'd done in a very long time.
1: Yeah, and uh, uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do it right this year. There's a couple competitions coming up in May. Yeah, I might do one in June as well, um, just so I'm, you know, a little sharp. Cause I, I mean, I don't know about you. I learned a ton about myself when I was in that. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Shit. It's, I got to work on my wrestling. I got to work on, this, oh, work yeah, on that. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Man, it's such an eye-opener,
0: you know, when you go through that. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing, too, is you try to – you think you're working on so many things. that that, But, like, it goes back to – I think that's why it's so important to do drop-ins at other schools. Mm-hmm. You know, like, find other places because, like, you can be a freaking terror on the mats at your school to a certain extent and then go somewhere else and just get – and you're like, oh crap, I, like you said, I really need to work on my takedowns, or yeah. oh man, my my open guard defense is dog shit, or vice versa, or whatever it is, you know, my passing isn't that great, or whatever, or man, my knee slice always works, always, but not here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely good to do that, and like uh, the last, my last three episodes actually, I went to, um me and my buddy went to Austin, Texas, for a week and just trained jujitsu. Yeah, and uh, we got to go to Tenth Planet and we went to B Team and it was amazing. Man, I'm so jealous. But oh, I'm you have so sh- talked about that exact yes. trip so many times. You should be, because yeah. it was legit, like the best trip I've ever taken, like right. for sure. Because it was just the coolest thing about it was we literally had nothing planned but that, but training jujitsu, And it was just really, really nice that uh, there were no other responsibilities. No, no kids that we had to like take care of, no yeah. dogs that we had to take care of, no no wives that we had to like, you know, make sure they were having a good time, nothing. So it was like, that was really cool. I never taking a trip like that. And it was just, I highly recommend it. And everyone at Ten Planet Austin, awesome. Um, how long was your trip? Seven days.
1: Seven days. And yeah. did you train
0: We trained what, every single once, day. once a day? or? Oh, no. Usually twice a day, a couple times, three times a day. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we, did, we took Wednesday uh, off of jujitsu. We did do a um, – they call it like a tack fit class. Uh, it was basically like a recovery class. Mm. And um, that was pretty cool. It was kind of like uh, – with like maces and uh, um, like the clubs and okay. stuff. But it was more like – kind of almost like stretching it wasn't super like you could have made it harder but you didn't have to like it was very it was much more about like working like your shoulder and your you know your wrists and your like different things to kind of like just stretch out your joints and stuff it was great and then we went hiking instead uh one of the guys at the gym it was cool when we first got there and sorry for anyone that listened to the previous ones that already heard this story but when we first got there uh 10th planet so big they actually have like front desk people and the one guy we told him we gonna be there for the week and almost everybody there is like basically semi-professional if not professional Mm -hmm. so like that's what their life revolves around he like gave us almost like a training regimen of like hey come on this day at this time and this day at this time and then like take this day off and blah 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 like all this stuff and uh he gave us like a really cool place to go check out and hike. And it was along us river and we had a really good time doing that, but it was like a nice active recovery day where we weren't doing jujitsu, but we were still doing something. Mm. And I think it did help. Cause like, we also had a hot tub at the Airbnb. So we were able to kind of like, you know, play with that a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't have anything else that we had to do. So it was like, we ate, we rested, we recovered, we kept doing it. And that's what we were doing in between classes too. And, uh, yeah, it was it was great, but uh, again, training with guys that are at that level of guys that like not only did, you've never seen them before, you've never like their style mm-hmm. is completely different than yours, like right. completely. And is it because
1: they're they're at such a high level, or is it because?
0: I think, kind of like yeah, I think it's a mixture Yeah I think it's a mixture Because there were plenty of guys A lot of people think like 10th planet And they think of like the flexible mm-hmm. legs And the Robert You know The, the, the yeah. freaking angry orchard And the You know The You know the buggies And the You know yeah. Ben Eddy And his flexible legs And all that stuff But uh, Honestly um, There were only a few guys That I went against That I remember thinking like Oh their flexibility is wrecking me Or, oh, uh, one guy, like there were like two guys in particular that I was like, their leg locking was just, I mean, miles beyond mine, Mm. you know? Like I wasn't even in the same realm as them. Like they're, it was just like, oh, okay, this is my first day, (laughs) you know? But uh, uh, I did, I mean, I, I feel like I did pretty good. I held my own pretty good, but man, there was just some guys that it was like, I didn't have an answer for them. And I would say I'm pretty, like I can hold my own And there were some guys that was just like, nope, not today, you know. And uh, I I remember one guy in particular, uh, uh, don't know his last name or anything, but Ray, I remember his name was Ray and he was like a middle-aged, you know, guy, smaller guy, probably like eh, maybe like 5'8 to 5'10, 150 pounds maybe. And he destroyed me in the sense of like, I couldn't, I couldn't even I couldn't even put him in a bad position and he just transitioned on me like I was a white belt. you know what I mean like just from one thing to the next and my knees and my ankles and freaking everything in between you know like everything he heads head shoulders knees and toes he got it all and um the crazy part was is the guy literally Felt like someone had jammed a hose up his ass and just turned the faucet on. He was just sweating the whole time. He was dripping. How he was holding on to stuff, I don't know. Because I felt like I was just wrestling with a greased jello guy on a slip and slide. Like it was that, like we were just slipping and sliding everything else. And he would still get ankle stuff, knee stuff. And I'm like, how are you even holding on to this? Like, I need mean, to start shaving my legs or something to like make this <laughs> right. a little more yeah. slippery, you know? I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like roll out here and you yeah. know, KY. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just and again, I think that's just he trains at that level like that, like that whole like you know, fight how you train or whatever. He's used to training that way, so like he can lock up that stuff because he's used to being that slippery and wet, and it, his transitions were just so smooth and incredible, but. Then I had guys that I went against that you could tell my style totally screwed them up. Like, they were, like, s- some of those same guys that were, like, leg guys. I And, again, I'm not, like, a superior leg guy, but, like, I can defend it usually fairly. Mm. Like, some of it fairly well if I catch it early, if I'm good about catching it early. Right. And it was really screwing them up that I wasn't trying to do leg entanglements with them. Like, okay. they were expecting... To go like tip for tat on the legs because that's what a lot of those guys do and i was just like no i don't know how to do that so i'm gonna get out of this and then try to get you know get on top of you All right or get to your side or whatever you know and i could tell that a lot of them that was more of a like they're like crap what what's going on here like why is this guy doing that and uh so that was kind of cool but uh yes i highly recommend it it was, it was awesome if you can get out there even for a couple of days for some mm. reason, do
1: it. it well, I've been trying to convince the life awesome. for sure for, for Austin, and uh, I've actually also been looking at – there's a ton of different places that do this kind of stuff, right? Like uh, Costa Rica, there's Hero Academy, and they have guys come down all the time. Like they had uh, Brandon McCatherin, uh from 10th Planet Decatur. They have uh, Dean Lister. They have Tom DeVlas sometimes. Mm. So that's what they do. Like that's how – I don't, they just throw on all these, all like seminars basically. Yeah. yeah I think I saw website.
0: something about that with the Rotolo brothers. They go to somewhere in Costa Rica. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Do probably the same, probably the same place. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, I've been looking at that. Um, there's one in Mexico. I think it's called Gracie, Gracie retreat or something. And the mm. lineup is like insane. It's like Hodger Gracie holes, Gracie, oh um, all the major people. It's crazy expensive. Right. You know oh, what I mean? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it like, Man, it's it's super cool. It's in Playa del Carmen, I think. Yeah. Um But the lineup's ridiculous for that. That's thing. cool. Like, hmm, the, hey.
0: You know what was really cool too is everyone we met there, awesome. Like mm. there wasn't. I'm. Tr- I, I really can't remember one person that was like, "What a dick." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that happens. I mean, they do. They. You know, there's a bad apple in every group, but like. For whatever reason, we just got lucky. I think there's so many transplants in Austin right now Mm -hmm. that – and 10th Planet is probably such like a visitor-oriented place because it's so big and Mm -hmm. so well-known. Everyone was just super cool. And I think what it is is a lot of those guys, especially if that's like their home gym, they don't have to go do drop-ins because drop-ins are always coming to them. So they kind of – I think they're overly like welcoming and polite because they're like – Great! I don't have to go to another gym to get the same experience, you know. And I'm like, and which was really cool because, you know how that is when someone does a drop in at your place and you're like, oh, I love this guy, just so I can get a different, different body. Not, not to like fuck them up or anything, but just so you can get a different, you know, body type and movement and all that stuff. And it, I just think it's really cool to be able to do that. But I know we kind of like went down a huge sidetrack, but basically. I agree with uh, like doing other tournaments or competitions and stuff, but like one of the best ways I think to get there is to do the, do the freaking drop in so mm-hmm. that you can get that.
1: Yeah. That's something that I've started a lot doing a lot um, like late, late purple belt now into early brown belt. And man, I'm like, I wish I would have done this when I was a blue belt. Mm-hmm. I just got my purple belt, all that kind of stuff. Cause man, it's, it's such a different perspective and Sarasota has a lot of, jiu-jitsu places for something yeah. of, of its size so we really have a, an awesome opportunity to do that that i just didn't take advantage of right so i've been trying to make up for the lost time there
0: i actually lucked out because i did when i got my purple belt i i was a blue belt for a very long time because i took like a huge hiatus during that time because we decided to have kids and you know those things they change your life and, you know, take up a large chunk of time of your life and stuff and then work and all that, you know, all the excuses that everybody else has to. But again, everyone's journey is different. Some people's are longer, some people's shorter, but got back on track and like, I kind of was already doing the drop-in thing when I got my purple belt because I like, wanted to train so much more to like, make up for that lost time. And the place that I was kind of at, full-time, if you will, didn't have enough people. So I was kind of like trying to, I was kind of testing the waters at other places to see if there was going to be a move happening, which ultimately ended up happening. Mm -hmm. And that's how I ended up at Team Alves. But yeah, now that I've been there, I've done, I think I've done, besides going to Austin, I've done like two other drop-ins at other places, one of them being my old gym, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and again, it's not, anything crazy, but it's just, it does, it changes things. Like I went to Gracie, uh, Palm Harbor, uh, was it Palm Harbor, uh, West? I can't remember now, but I was staying with a buddy up there and Mm. we went into like an open mat on Sunday and that was awesome. Cause again, never rolled with any of those guys, besides my buddy, never rolled with any of those guys prior, probably will never roll with any of them again. You know what I mean? But it was just a great different experience, you know? But I think it's huge. My only thing with the competition thing, the other competitions, is I hate traveling to mm-hmm. go to them. That's like the, if it's kind of, that's why I like the local stuff. Like, I, I just, because I, again, you go for the whole day. Like, you have mm-hmm. to drive there, you know, say it's in Orlando or yeah. Miami, even. It's like, fuck, I gotta, even Tampa, I gotta drive an hour and a half, and then I gotta sit there all day, mm-hmm. and then I gotta drive back. It's like, ugh, that's exhausting. I don't. I don't got that kind of time usually.
1: Did you do the one here in
0: Sarasota? I didn't because I was coming back from. I was gonna be coming back from Austin the week, like the week before it, and I didn't know how banged up I was gonna be. Mm. So I didn't want to sign up for it and then have to like pull out sort of thing. And I was like, eh, I'm sure I'm gonna be pretty smoked from Texas. And I'm glad that I I did because I I wasn't like injured, but I was. I needed some recovery like i don't know if i would have been i probably would have actually done very well because yeah. i was like You're fresh, super fresh. Yeah, yeah super fresh but i was also i didn't want like god forbid if something had happened in austin i didn't want to be like ah shit now i'm out 80 bucks you right. know, or whatever so that was kind of my thought process there but i did get to go and coach some of my guys that were competing mm-hmm. which was really that was really cool too because like i've coached kids and i've coached like people from like the side of the map, but never like sitting in the coach's chair. Mm. And that was a totally different thing too. Cause it, you're now you're like, Oh shit. They're, they're definitely listening to me now. Like right. before it was like, if they heard me cool, if they didn't, whatever. Now it's like, Oh God, they're definitely hearing what I'm saying now. So
1: yeah, man, you're the pilot right there. I know, you know they're, like, they're they're dependent on you. Yeah. Like, so that was so. good.
0: We had a good run though. It was good. Like, everyone did really good. I think everybody got, uh, Everyone placed. A bunch of the guys got first in their gi. Um, two or three of them got first in no gi, and then had a couple silvers in no gi. But uh, everyone, and that was out of like uh, three or four guys, so that was cool. I was I was happy with their and nobody. I think the uh, the least amount of matches in a bracket was like two. So like everyone was competing at least two matches. So it was almost you know a full bracket basically. Every yes. single time, so that was that was good. gave the guys some good reps, you know. But uh, it's always interesting to see uh, who comes out of the woodwork for some of these things. Because some people, you're like, oh shit, like that guy's really good, or you're like, oh, oh okay, like mm-hmm. uh, must have just just started or was a wrestler and thought he could do this. And that was that was one of our guys had a couple of brothers that were wrestlers, that mm-hmm. were bigger boys and. I think they came in there thinking they were just going to manhandle everybody. But uh, my boy, Greg, that I went to Texas with, he used to wrestle in high school. So he was like not having it right. and he's strong as hell anyway. So he he answered that back. He got first in all of his, all of his brackets. So he obviously did all right, you know, yeah. but. And um, you
1: never know who you're going to get in those local yeah. tournaments too, oh, you know, yeah. um, like I, there's. I'm blanking on his name, but Conor McGregor was one of them. Who's the guy he fought? Khabib Nurmagomedov. There's a video of him in a. Naga. Naga. Yeah. Okay. You know. Could you
0: imagine being one of those guys that gets him? Oh, you You're like,
1: just let me. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We do it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Listen, most people only get like a handshake, maybe a picture with them. Uh Who gives a shit about that? It's like I got to roll that dude, like in a competition, and he kicked my ass, like. And that guy's not going to
1: try and break you or anything like that. Right. I'm sure he's, right. he, he understands what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. You oh, never, I'm sure
0: no. he's going to try to break you. As soon as you tap, he'll stop. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's going to own you for sure. Yeah. We had a
1: guy who signed up for a Naga, and he was supposed to fight Alexi Olenek. You know who that is?
0: Yeah, that wrestler, UFC right? fighter.
1: He's the guy in the UFC. He does the, the front choke, uh, like that front Ezekiel choke. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I don't, it didn't work out. I think he ended up pulling out or anything mm-hmm. like that, but we were hyping him up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you get don't to like, fight this guy. Shit, that's super yeah. cool. Right? And, like,
0: don't get front of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we were going over that. We're like, right. this is what he does. This is how he does it. This is how you defend it. And everything oh, like that God. for that, for that fight. But that's funny. That's I would funny. do it. Yeah. Let's give it a Head shot. Why yeah. Why not? I mean, Clay said that he, uh, the owner of Minnesota Jiu Jitsu said he fought a Hector Lombard one time oh wow yeah it's just a local tournament right? See, you have no idea
0: well I know Ryan Hall used know. to be around here like,
1: like come and he's, visit
0: he's from here or he was like he he trained here for a while or whatever it was but I know I know a bunch of guys that were like oh yeah I know Ryan Hall or oh yeah I trained with Ryan Hall like it was no big deal. I don't know if he I don't know if he wrestled around. it. I don't know why he was here, but I heard his name a lot when I first started jiu-jitsu. And like he was kind of local-ish, I guess. And again, I don't know if it's cuz he was visiting someone or what the deal was, but I remember hearing his name quite a bit and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting." But uh and I could be. Maybe I'm completely wrong on that. Someone could totally fact check me and be like, "You're somebody completely." Yeah, wrong. They're like, yeah, they're like, "It was Brian Hall, you idiot!" Yeah. Like, not even close. But <laughs> right. uh, I, I'm fairly certain that it was Ryan Hall uh, that was. I don't know. Maybe someone, you had a family in the area or something. Something I don't know. And... So I'm sure someone will freaking. Be like, you,
1: <laughs> you now, Some fact checker on the
0: internet. Right. And they're like, no, no, you're wrong. He's never he been to Sarasota in his that. life. He's actually not allowed to travel to Florida, <laughs> you liar. But, uh, you yeah, know, screw me, right? Fake news. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, did you notice at the tournament at all, were there significantly more law enforcement than firefighters?
1: Significantly more. Yeah. And I was way surprised at that because it seems like I've met so many firefighters that right. role. And I don't know if that—it's probably my fault, I would imagine, um, because I'm in with I'm a, I'm all the law enforcement jujitsu pages and everything like that. And I'm, i know—I tried to find firefighter jujitsu pages or anything like yeah. that that I can, um, but I just don't know that they're as organized because it's. They're not really, yeah, yeah, yeah you, know, you, know, you know, they gotta get off the Xbox to do that. Damn, so. damn hose drivers, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they don't necessarily need it for their job, right? They're just doing it for themselves, for self defense, or for fun,
0: yeah.
1: Um, whereas there's a concerted effort to get more police officers doing this because, that's true, man. They, you know, do they need
0: it? I think though, like what surprises me about that though, is uh, firefighters, I would say, not all just like within law enforcement, but. For the most part, they're kind of more fitness oriented and they're, you know, mm-hmm. I, again, not all, I would say a majority. And, um, I would say a majority more firefighters are fitness oriented than even cops in a lot of ways. And mainly because they have time to do it, I think while they're on duty right, and, or they have more time off to do it. You know, again, not trying to talk bad about the hose draggers. I, you, you guys are right. I wish I had been one too, cause it would have been way easier. Um, but, uh. The thing is, is I'm surprised that more of them aren't on it more because of their schedule. Mm. You know what I mean, like, cause I, I know that some of them fluctuate and different and can switch shifts and all that, but like that 24 on, 48 off, whatever, it's like, we're pretty much guaranteed to go, be able to go to jujitsu at least, at least right. two days. Mm. Because even if you sleep when you first get off that first, like you could go that night or whatever, mm. and then you have that next day. So, uh, and I got to be honest with you, again, I've I've never even, I don't even know if I've ever been in an actual like firehouse, like where they stay, but it's like, I know they got a gym and stuff. I'd imagine like, it'd be pretty easy to get some mats and put them in a room and just like drill some stuff. Puzzle mats. Yeah, like you could easily, and maybe they do, I don't know, I'm not, again, I'm like you, I don't have the knowledge of, maybe there's a whole firefighter section and hopefully they hear this and they come to Heroes Grappling Tournament because nothing would be more gratifying, I'm sure, to them than to be able to beat a cop. It's probably not going to happen, but you can come and try for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I I was curious about that because I vaguely remember only talking to like one. I think that other brown belt that we went against, like, I think he was an EMT or a paramedic yep. or something. Mm-hmm. But I think he was the only one that I remember for certain was a firefighter. There there might have been others that I just didn't go against, I think.
1: but Yeah, I think we had somewhere around seven, okay. uh, firefighters. Um, yeah, I mean, and we have one guy at our gym, uh, who Zach, and he's sick. I mean, he's a awesome blue belt. Um, and you know, he did, he did great. Uh, we had a guy from St. Lucie uh, County fire department, I believe, mm-hmm. um, who crushed it. I mean, he won all of his, uh, divisions and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, the guys that showed up did really well. I just need
0: to, and, and I need more. How yeah are guys what do you yeah do? exactly represent yeah anyone that like hears this too and wants to like tag any like fire like i'll reach out to those pages too or send it mm-hmm. to you and you can reach out yeah. to them whatever because obviously the more the better like we all want to push ourselves a little bit so um you know that would be great but uh yeah i i was wondering about that because i do remember like thinking like oh there's not a lot of paramedics here you know mm-hmm. or a lot of firefighters right. a lot of you know i just remember mostly cops yeah. but uh there i had a, one guy
1: who showed up in uniform there to to support his guys i thought that was pretty that's cool. pretty
0: cool yeah, yeah that's uh, awesome i i like uh my one buddy that came civilian like through and through. actually kind of like i wouldn't say anti-cop but he's kind of like a good old boy that's kind of like he respects the cops, but he's also like
1: leave me alone. Yeah, that like kind
0: of thing. Stupid cops, they freaking they're never around when you need them. Like mm-hmm. they don't, or they stop me for you know going fast. What about that moron? Like he's got that kind of mentality. Um, but uh he came to support and he said that he was so like impressed by how in shape all these cops were. Because again, he sees these cops out and about that are not. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he knew that almost everybody there was a cop. And he thought that that was, he was like, that was really cool to see all these like fit law enforcement guys getting after it. Mm. And uh, I thought that was kind of a cool thing from like a civilian side. Of it, Cause I didn't even think about that when I was there. Obviously I was distracted competing, but I, I hadn't even thought of it from the perspective of like a civilian seeing like, oh, Hey, look at all these guys that are actually like bettering themselves. And it was actually off of that, it was so funny. The other night, I uh, stopped by the gym and talked to one of my guys while I was working. Mm. And uh, uh, he was waiting for... It was like a teenager waiting for the mom to show up, pick him up. And uh, we were just talking. And she pulled into that parking lot. Like, you could, there was fear in her eyes. She's like, is everything okay? And we're like, ah. and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He He trains here. Like, pointing at me like, he trains here. Like, nobody's in trouble or anything. She's like... Oh, my gosh. She goes, I I didn't think that it was my son that was in trouble because he's the good one. The other brother, yes, maybe. But, like, I I just had a moment of, like, oh, God, what happened sort of thing. And uh, she goes, okay, okay. And I I just thought it was funny because if she came by there at, like, 6 in the morning, Mm -hmm. she'd see, like, sometimes, like, 6 to 8 Tahos sitting out. And that's not even any of the unmarked vehicles. You know what I mean? Right. And I just always think that I hope because – on Palmer right there. It's such a busy road in the mornings. Right. I hope people are looking over like, is there a new donut shop over there? Like, what are these guys doing? Like, I right. hope that they see the jujitsu sign and are like, oh, okay. There are some cops, like, getting after it. Right. Because... I'm sure. I, the, I'm sure
1: the people that travel that way all the time definitely do. Because, yeah, I, yeah, you definitely have like what, like three or four guys that come right after work. Uh, right yeah,
0: in, I sure. mean sometimes more than that. Like we had. I, I remember one time I went out there and counted, and there was six marked Tahoes and like three unmarked ones. Mm-hmm. And then that wasn't even counting the undercover guys, like two two undercover vehicles. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like there's literally like almost twelve cops here. Just you know training jujitsu, which awesome. Like in my opinion, that's awesome. But, uh, that, uh, that kind of, uh, brings me to one of my questions is I was going to ask you kind of, you sent me a video the other day on Instagram Yes. and you were like, Oh, let's talk about this. Uh, I was going to ask you, what do you think is the biggest weakness in law enforcement right now? Like if you had to pick one thing, that's like a, like staggering, like, Oh God, if we could solve this one thing or put more emphasis on one thing to really make a change, what do you think that, that would be?
1: I think it would definitely be defensive tactics, definitely putting time into training people, uh, getting them up to speed on everything like that. So, one of the things um, I listened to Failure to Stop, which is Mike the Cop, um, he has a podcast, and they did a really awesome, really detailed breakdown of that. Um, so, he timed it out it was about two to three minutes right that this fight happened Mm -hmm. um and then to the ultimate uh ultimately to you know him getting shot
0: well for those that uh for those that hang on a second let me make sure this ignore this call here we're still recording um okay sorry (laughs) about that uh so like explain the video for those that didn't see it. Cause obviously this is just audio, so I can't mm-hmm. play it for them unfortunately, but it, I believe it was on police. Po- it was on a bunch, but um, I think it was on police posts for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, check it out. Uh, it was, uh, go ahead. I'll let you tell yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, exactly.
1: Grand Rapids, Michigan police officer stops a car, uh, has a fake tag on it. So it's about like eight in the morning. Um, lights a car up, driver jumps, jumps out of the car. Um, He's saying, hey, I'm stopping you. You have your license, everything like that. This is why I stopped you. Uh, he's kind of playing dumb. Um, re- uh, leans over, is talking to the guy, saying, hey, you know, hand me my license or whatever. And then just for some reason, turns around and starts walking away mm-hmm. on this guy. So this whole time, I mean, you can watch the video, but this guy's wheels are spinning in his head, right? He's, he doesn't want to be there. He wants to get away. Mm-hmm. The cop knows that there's that something's off with this guy and he's just kind of, I think, trying to buy a little bit of time. Yeah. So hopefully he's already got some backup on his way, but, um, so anyway, guy starts walking away, tries to take him into custody, put him, you know, detain him. Um, and then he takes off running. So they, he chases him. He makes it pretty, uh, not very far, but into the yard right next to the car. Um, and then ends up getting into a physical struggle with this guy for about two to three minutes. Um, goes to the taser from a clinch distance so i mean distance of maybe what eight inches you think? yeah
0: i mean because at one i think at that point even he might have been while he was trying to get the taser out i think he moved to his back even at one point mm-hmm. like they kind of the guy kind of rolled on him mm-hmm. and he like or rolled like within his grasp and he was on his back and then he was back on his front mm-hmm. and so like It was very tight. Like they were, I mean, they were, they were exchange. I mean, they were able to exchange kisses if they needed to. Like they were very close.
1: Yeah. No, he deploys that taser and the guy reaches out and grabs it. So that's how close that that they were. And for those
0: that don't, I think everyone basically that listens to this is kind of law enforcement. But for those that don't, uh, a taser works best when the probes are able to go a distance from each other. The closer they are to each other, the less effective the taser is. So if I if I were standing right here in front of Mike and I just popped him in the chest and both probes are literally like an inch apart from each other, I need to make my contact a bigger area. So I would take that taser and I could keep those probes right there and I would take it to like his ankle and that would literally clench his whole body. That's why when you see a lot of these taser failures videos if you will where you're like how did that guy avoid that tape or how did he not affect him? it's usually because the cop's standing too close mm-hmm. i think the i think the recommended minimum distance is seven feet i'm pretty sure i think it like for it to be a fully effective i think i'm I say for it's
1: a 12 inch probe spread
0: right that um, but that's but i don't know that that's yeah, only going to be standoff distance yeah your stand i want to say your standoff distance something i could be wrong on that but i want to say that's for like your your most effective spread to where it's like top of the torso bottom of the torso mm-hmm. sort split, of thing. Right. Exactly. That kind of so stuff. that being said, this guy shoots the taser mm-hmm. and the guy, I think it was completely ineffective. I don't even know if both probes got in whatever, but like you said, the guy yeah. grabs the taser,
1: grabs the taser. Um, and then he, I don't know, they clinch up, I think, and they go back down to the ground. This guy, Patrick Leoya, I think that's what you in the name, know, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, so he ends up taking the taser away and it's, he's belly down, has a taser underneath him. Um, so he's effectively taken away the taser from, you know, this officer and he makes a, then the decision to, uh, you know, go to lethal force at that point. Right. Um, so in, Failure to stop in that podcast They talk about this guy You know that was only Two to three minutes But this guy like, What's your perspective on him Like what do you think Just from that short video
0: Are you talking you about cop the cop Or the suspect
1: The uh, the cop
0: I would say he's not The most fit But he's not the most unfit mm-hmm. That I've ever seen I would right. say he's I would say he is the, uh, A cop that probably He can pass his Annual physical test Easily, like he doesn't, he doesn't, it's not like he's training for it. He can pass it without any real issues. Uh, if I had to guess, he might have a, a membership to a gym that he maybe goes to two times a week. Like a, and when I say a gym, I mean like a, a Planet Fitness or something like that, where he goes and he does the treadmill for a little bit and does some curls in front of the mirror or whatever. But and I'm not trying to knock on people that go to that type of gym. I'm just saying like, I don't think that dude is pushing himself every day. And I could be completely wrong. But just based off of the video, what I could see of him, mm-hmm. what I could see of his abilities, um, he's clearly not training to the level that he should be. And that's the unfortunate thing.
1: Right. So he actually, collegiate athlete. Oh, my gosh. Runs a sub-six-minute mile, benches 225 for reps.
0: Oh, my gosh. See? so Is in regularly wrong. in
1: the gym with, yeah. with guys from his department. Wow. So... So I'm. I was wrestler. pretty surprised to hear. That. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I kind of set you up for that. One. Yeah, <laughs> you did.
0: You really did. Because I'm trying to remember, like, because you don't really see him too much until the body cam falls off, right? And I was trying to remember more based off of what he looked. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more of how he handled the guy. He didn't handle the guy that well, right. so that's what would make me think that he's not. And you look,
1: know. you know, you're this guy's. He's he's fit, man. Right. right. He's in the gym. He's lifting weights. He's running. He's doing everything that people should be doing, right, as a law enforcement officer. But within three minutes, let's call it, he was out of breath. Oh yeah. He was ready to you'd pass out, pretty well, much. I mean, you can hear it in his voice as when he's saying hey, get back. Right. You know, it, he's he's physically exhausted at that point. Yes. I mean, he he really gave it all he could before he you know deployed his firearm right. at that point. So. How how often? How long are rounds usually at your gym?
0: Right. I mean, I think the minimum rounds that we do is four minutes. Yeah. I, I prefer five or yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But
1: again, so the minimum that I've ever done is five. Yeah. And we go. You sometimes we go six, seven, eight.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're again, uh, for those that are freaking bad mouthing us right now, uh, I've I'm lucky enough that I'm not sitting here like I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback this guy at all because I can tell you right now firsthand whether. You think so or not? If you think you can get, you can blow your wad in a competition in the first minute. Now imagine that it's like real life, mm-hmm. and there's a fucking guy that you're like, what is he reaching for? What is he doing? What? Why is he resisting me? Um, when you're by yourself, it's it can be a very scary thing. Like mm-hmm. especially though, if you don't know how to control that person. Yeah, I've had several instances where I've been. With other officers that literally like are not helping engage, but I'm lucky enough to be able to like control this guy and then tell them, "Hey, grab his arm, put Ooh. his arm behind it." Like I can, I can kind of almost coach them through it. Right. I had a very, very large, crazy, uh, black female the other day that had like we were called because she left her uh, facility that she was not supposed to leave Ooh. and. She was crazy. Like, I, you know, we call them Sig 20s. You know, it's mental illness. And it was no fault of hers. But, like, when you were talking to her, the the, the engine's running, but no one's behind the wheel sort of thing. Mm. And uh, she, she went from zero to 60 like that. You know, it was – and uh, I knew when it was – we were about to put cuffs on that it was going to be something. And it did. It turned into something. And I was actually with a bunch of your guys. And uh, it was right there on, like uh, – uh, like Fruitville, Beniva, I think. But, uh, like on the, uh, southeast corner there, okay. there's like some houses there, but I went out with a couple of your guys and, uh, one of the guys on it, like we were both on the same page. We each grabbed an arm at the same time. Mm-hmm. She decided to just dump like her whole body weight down and she was a big girl. Mm-hmm. And we were right there with her. And again, both of us were both on the same page. We're like, it's all right. It's so like, she's screaming, bloody murder, mm-hmm. thrashing around. Um, the two other officers that were there, uh, again, I don't know who they were, but they they were kind of like, you could tell the one especially, uh, it was actually the, the other female officer was very like, she was trying to help, but she didn't know exactly how, the best mm-hmm. way to help. But as soon as I gave her like a direction, she did that. So that was great. But the one guy was just kind of like standing there. Like, I, I think, I, I think he, if I had to guess, I would say he's fairly new because mm-hmm. like he seemed... Yeah. new <laughs> uh but uh yeah you could tell he was kind of like just watching you know mm-hmm. the thing is though is i've seen deputies that are not fairly new respond in that exact same way not yep. knowing what to do and um again i i don't want to beat a dead horse too much but screw you you're listening to the podcast this is what we want to talk about train jujitsu, man train judo train train wrestling train some sort of martial art or physical contact sport where you are like literally having to move. Listen, go do rugby. All right. And you're going to learn how to move a human. All right. You're going to learn how to grab somebody and take them to the ground, like guaranteed. So find something and do it because especially if you're doing this job, you don't want to find out that because I I give, there's one guy in particular that's uh, on our swap team that he started training because he had an and, and this guy again collegiate level athlete mm-hmm. goes to the gym every day benches his two got them sexy gym muscles looks good freaking stud athlete right very mm-hmm. athletic guy uh, he had an instance where he got he went hands on with a guy and the guy was significantly smaller than him and he was being real squirrely and he basically ended up having this dude like bear hug pinned against his hood. Cause the guy had a gun in his waistband. Like he he's like, do not go and he like he's holding the Oh shit guy. moment. Yeah. Right
1: there,
0: and he managed to key up his mic with his cheek and be like 1018, you know, send some help. So that being said, like it made him I think that's what that was an eye opener for him. That because again, a lot of big guys like that, just that appearance alone mm-hmm. can really calm a situation down or keep a situation from going bad because of that size. Mm-hmm. The problem is that doesn't always work. Like it does, you're going to end up dealing with that crazy person or that person that really doesn't care, or doesn't want to go back to jail. And they're going to say, not today. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be ready for that. And unfortunately, a lot of people, I don't think they're ready to prepare for that until it happens. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it happens and then they go, oh shit. And some people are lucky enough that it ends up working out and then they take the necessary steps. But some people aren't so lucky. Like this, uh, so this video we're talking about though, also I think it should be mentioned for those that don't understand like, well, the guy had his taser, why'd he shoot him? So again, the taser can be used again and again and again, even if it can't shoot the probes, mm-hmm. it could potentially incapacity he could use it against the officer to get incapacitate him and if he's willing to take his taser he's willing to take his gun and if that's the case you've now raised the level of resistance uh, i know some people might be able to argue like well if he hadn't given him like if he hadn't allowed him to take the taser that bridge has already been crossed right, right. all right we can't we can't rewind that part okay mm-hmm. just like we can't rewind him shooting the guy but I
1: mean, we can back it up as far as you want to go. If he had, oh uh, yeah. Oh, well, if he ended if, if he ended put a wrong, a, yeah.
0: a bad tag on his vehicle, right. or if he had registered his vehicle properly. I mean, you could go. You could what if the shit out of this right? Thing. But the reality is, for anyone that's never been in that position, you can't sit there and go, "Why would he shoot a guy that only had his taser?" Mm. Listen, I've been tased. You've been tased, right? Like everyone, yeah. everyone I know has that's gone through is that I had to get tased. I don't, you can be the biggest, baddest son of a bitch in the world. If you get tased and it's a good connection, you can't do shit about it. Mm-hmm. You lock your, your body locks up and you are incapacitated for the amount of that ride. So don't, don't think for one second that you're like, oh, well, uh, I, I can fight through it. No, you no. can't. You oh. really can't. All those ones where you see that happen, again, it's usually a bad taser deployment or not a big enough spread or one of the probes doesn't make full contact. There's mm-hmm. so many reasons why it's not good. But I've been doing this 13 years. I've yet to use my cager. Never. Really. Never have used it. Really. Okay. I've only ever pulled it twice, and I've never used it. Hmm.
1: I've, I think I've definitely used it under five times. Um, let's just call it five because I can't think of the exact amount of times that I've done it. But four of those have been foot pursuits, and they work. For, and it works phenomenally.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's great because then yeah. you just get to watch this guy go booyah, yo, Superman. You right. know? Right. Yeah.
1: And See, the other, uh, and the other one was pretty much just because I had it in my hand.
0: Yeah, you know, not? at that
1: point because he was running and he turned around, and he started coming back towards me. So I, I literally have it already in my hand. Why not? Yeah. Why not use it, right? So that was the only time that if, it, if he wasn't running away that I used it. But um, a couple things. You you want to know what I saw there that really that was like the first thing that jumped out of me because I'm super I'm super against it. Um, the hand mic. have you seen that That did you see that in the video the cool guy 1970s cop i'm gonna pick it up off my tool belt and put it down that was a hindrance to him he started chasing this guy he's got this radio in his hand now he's bringing it up to his face right Mm -hmm. so you're taking a hand out of the fight Mm -hmm. and you're losing some vision yeah because it's a big ass Mm -hmm. 1990s nokia cell phone looking microphone now right. that you're running out there and he catches the guy yeah and now he's fighting him with a radio in his hand so what do you do, do you keep fighting him with the radio in your hand or are you probably going to drop the radio now you don't have a radio yes now nobody now nobody can contact you
0: so i've been seeing this more and more like they've been especially like uh for anyone that doesn't follow police posts i highly recommend it because they do really good breakdowns of the training like again they they say hey we're not criticizing We're all trying to learn from this. Like we do these training points so everyone can learn. We're not trying to criticize the officers and what they did. Some of it is blatantly the officer's fault. Some of it is not. Some of it is, hey, shit situations happen. I I tell people all the time, I go, listen, everyone wants everything to be nice and clean and easy. No, listen, you want to make omelets, you got to break some eggs. It it happens, unfortunately, and it's not pretty a lot of times. Um, And you can, listen, I've trained jujitsu for a long time and I, I can only tell you of a few times where I do a nice, pretty transport take down to the ground and kneel on the back and And, you know everything everything looks smooth and i've had it again a couple times where people are like whoa that was pretty cool you know like it looked good right as well as like it was smooth i've had way more that don't go that way way more that are like
1: Uh, Almost uh, everything that I've done, which is a technique that I've drilled, takes two or three times to do it, right? Off the extricating an arm out of it. Right. When people don't want to go to jail, they
0: don't want to go to jail. They're not going to be super cooperative. Right. You know? But uh, the police posts, I I don't know if it's just because it's been happening more or if they're just on a tear with it lately. But the radio thing has been a huge – like I see it on a ton of videos and I – anyone that's been doing the job long enough what happens is you do get into this it's almost a muscle memory of repetition of like you're checking in on the radio you're checking in, which is good they want you to do that mm-hmm. but he he, he talked to adam for that runs police post he he says it best he goes listen there's a time to talk on the radio and there's a time to do work mm-hmm. right you got to figure out when those times are okay there is a almost i, I think i know that all the radios I've ever seen in law enforcement, has an emergency button on it. Guess what, just like it doesn't cost you any money to do dry fire drills, it doesn't cost you any money to have your radio off on your belt and practice pushing that emergency button. Because here's the facts, when you're in a foot pursuit or when you're fighting a guy, anything you say on that fucking thing doesn't make any sense to anybody anyways. 10-9, 10-9, like the they, dispatch is asking you to repeat or they give you a 10-3 mm-hmm. so that people stop transmitting. But all it is is you scuffling around or running and, <laughs> and sounding like you're an out of shape piece of shit because mm-hmm. you're chasing a dude, right? Hit the emergency button. They'll figure out where you're at and they'll come to you. If you can give updates because time allows it, great. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on that. Do the work, whether it's hands-on, taser, getting in a shooting, whatever, whatever it is, do the work. Get the work done mm-hmm. and then get people to you. If you need actual help and you are shot and you can, yeah, okay, go ahead. Fill your hands with the radio because you need to save yourself. I get that. But this whole, we've got to get out of this whole, like you said, this muscle memory of checking in or letting them know what's going on. And guess what? No one thinks you're cool mm-hmm. because you're saying something over the radio. Right. That. that that's not, it's not going to save you. It's not, and it's just very frustrating because I see guys on some of these videos that you can tell are squared-away dudes, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get on that radio a little too soon. Yeah. A little too soon. It it's, like, too hey. out there. it's like, hey, you just got in a shooting. Let's make sure all threats are down. Mm-hmm. Check there. Make sure your partners are okay. All right. Shots fired. Then that's it. That's all you need to see. Mm-hmm. Shots fired. Send me rescue. Send me 10, 18, You know, send me... Freaking 94, 10, 18, whatever. Yeah. Send me back up now. Get that across and then start working what you got again. They may be asking you all sorts of questions. Guess what? They can ask the questions when they get there too. These supervisors that are sitting on their ass in a freaking office somewhere mm-hmm. wanting to know if they can clear the ten three because, oh my God, there's so much important stuff going on. We don't have multiple other channels to talk on. Right. For those that can't sense the sarcasm, we do. So let's let these people that are doing the work and in a shit situation, whether it's a fight, a shooting, or something else, don't clear the 10-3. I, listen, if 20 minutes goes by and they've already said they're good and they still haven't cleared the 10-3, then you can ask. But let's make sure everything's good. I, I can't tell you how many times. we got literally – we're conducting a felony stop. Yeah. And they're asking, 10-4 to clear 10-3? Like, Is it okay to like, – What's going on? Like, I've ran back and checked my computer. There's literally not a single other call going on. Right. Because what? Because what? what, The captain that's coming in tomorrow morning, that's not working night shift, that's coming in tomorrow morning, isn't going to like to hear all that dead air. Mm -hmm, Like, unless you're a fucking boot on the ground doing it, Mm -hmm. you have no fucking clue. So.
1: I like the term writing in your diary when it comes to that, you know, just nothing that you're saying on the radio is going to help. At all, it's not going to help the situation, and it's so bad, even to the point of you, you know we got patrol going to, I don't know, it's called it a trespass call or something, and they're like, "Hey, dispatch, uh, guys, GOA." I talked to the owner of the store, and he said that we'll just keep an eye out for them and they'll call if they need to come back. And dude, who cares? Shut yeah, the fuck up. Shut up. Get off the go. radio. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah, I can just say, I'm "Hey, I don't need somebody. anybody to come
0: here." Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm chasing somebody. Beep be Right B, I can't get on the radio because you're saying something that, that you can clear in the notes right or on your report dispatch yes. doesn't care they're not doing anything right. with that information yes. you know I don't know what you think that they're doing with that information but
0: yeah they're not, and th- not nothing. only them but it's like the other people that are coming you can just say hey you can cancel yeah. you don't have to tell them the reason why they don't care yeah. they don't care either yeah I so I've had this discussion actually with several supervisors because I think it should be a policy. That if, say, I call for a, a 10-3, which is like, hey, nobody else talk on this channel. I'm, I'm, I'm in the shit right now. Mm-hmm. Because we have other channels, like, that you're supposed to transfer over to when that happens. So, like, even if, like, say you're, for those that don't know, like, if, if Mike's coming to back me up and I call for a 10-3, he, tra- he changes one of his radios over to the other channel. He's still listening to my channel to make sure that, like, getting updates from me if I can give them. But he goes to the other channel, and that's where he says, "Hey, I'm in route to him. Hey, I'm at this location. Hey, do we have any further information? Like that's where he does his talking. Mm-hmm. All of our computer, like we live in a golden age of technology, to where all of our computers, we can dispatch ourselves to our own screens. There's no reason to get on the radio of the ten three, like the the radio channel that has no one is supposed to be communicating except the person or persons in the shit." Mm-hmm. To say you're on your way, that doesn't make me warm and fuzzy and reassure me. Because like you said, I'm trying to key up to give updates sometimes and I'm getting bonked. I think it should literally be a punishable offense if you get on the radio and you're not directly involved with the incident that's going on. I think that should be something that, hey, you just cut this. Like this guy was trying to update that he just got shot at and you're saying you're in route from 10 miles away. Again, like you said, nobody cares. Joe, just go. Just go. Just go to the mall. Just go. Yeah. And then when you get there, you being there is great. You don't have to say you're there. Yeah. We're good. Right. Again, you have a button on your computer that if you're really, you really want the credit for being there. Right. You can push it and they know you're there. Right. Like for all intensive legal purposes, okay, this is when I went on scene. You can push that button you're there. You don't have to say it over the radio. Mm-hmm. Drives me absolutely bonkers absolutely bonkers man the amount of people that just talk endlessly on the radio it's so freaking annoying mm-hmm. hey, I, i'm i'm with you it's and i think though that part of that is i see it a lot with our new people uh especially when they haven't been involved in a lot of like uh higher risk situations they get amped up and it's not just muscle memory but they want to be like I'm here. I'm doing it. I. This is what's going – like they're wanting to give – like you said, they're wanting to write in their diaries. They're wanting to give those updates. They want mm. people to hear, huh, look at me. I'm being a cop. Yeah. And it's like, hey, that's not important right now. Yeah. Like that's not – that's not the important part. You know? And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's bad because I've been – so I've been uh, told before that, uh, hey, why didn't, you, why didn't you tell us you were coming or why didn't you – because the problem is, is a lot of people will cancel me before I can get there as a canine unit mm-hmm. and I'll be like, okay. And then I go a different direction or whatever. And then they call and go, oh, hey, can you come back? Like, and it's like, now I've lost that time. So it's almost better for me to just go and continue so that you don't – because if you hear me coming, it's like they think they're saving me time or energy.
1: Yeah. It's, like, it's like,
0: hey, I'm, I'm getting paid to be here and do these things. Like, right. I'm good. Yeah. And if it's something to where, like, something else is popping off that I might think is, like, okay, this is actually something real that's happening, as opposed to this, it seems like they kind of got it figured out. Mm -hmm. I'll ask, hey, do you need K9 to continue? And you can say yes or no. But, like, you don't have to cancel me. I'll keep coming. Like, I'll I'll, I'll come and help out. You know, like, I'm, again, at the end of the day, I'm a cop just like you. Like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not trying to duck my calls or anything. I want to go to the good stuff, too. Right. So...
1: Yeah, and you know, the longer that you're a cop, the more you want to go there and disappear. Yes. You know. <laughs> yes. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. you no, know, you're not getting subpoenaed. Uh huh. Yeah. You just hey, you need anything. Right. Okay, then I'll sign now. will go. Not, like, yeah. Just, just
0: roll out, man. Yep. Do the and again, you're not trying to duck the work. Right. You're trying. You're trying to do what you can, and then move on to the next thing. Like that's what a lot of people don't seem to get. Is it's like. It's not like I get to not – like I'm trying to avoid this because mm. I know I'm going to avoid the next one too. Like this just happens to be one that I'm maybe not going to have to do as much on. Mm. I'm going to have to go to the next one and do just as much shit on that probably if not more right. than this call. So it is what it is. It's kind of – it's like luck of the draw. Like some some nights you get the ace and you don't got to do shit and you're mm. just backups all night. And some nights you get the two of clubs and you're you're down and out all night just – Yep,
1: yep. Yeah. That and you guys like, are super similar that that to us me. too. Yeah. I went did a school in uh, St. Pete and they were asking me about call volume and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, man, sometimes you'll go from the starter shift to the end of shift, call to call. And sometimes, I've gone nights where I don't get a call in my zone at all.
0: Right. You know? And they're like, oh my God. Dude, last insane. night was insane because I literally, so like the last, uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before I worked all weekend. I literally, and this is going to be really like, depressing for i'm sure some people that are listening are like well oh, turd I, I not that i didn't go to other calls but i only put my dog down like for dog related calls like and again they were both like perimeter checks on an alarm twice like that was it mm. for a three-day weekend last night i went to like i put him down i think four times but i went to like 11 different calls that needed a canine, like. A couple of them, the reason, if anyone's wondering, the couple of times, like, I'd get there, the suspect was still there, so I didn't have to do a track form. Like, I was responding because it was a battery. Subject left and then came back, sort of thing. Like, so some you're going, and then, like, it changes as you're going, or it changes when you get there. Or one was supposedly a residential burglary, ended up being, like, a civil thing where boyfriend was allowed to be there, and she called it in as a burglary. You know, that sort of bullshit. But still, to go from, like, The whole weekend of having like two canine calls to like last night, I mean, I tracked on an armed robbery. I did a building search. I did freaking an article search. I did all this stuff last night and it's like, oh wow, like that was a, in my book, that's a good night because I got to do a bunch. Unfortunately, I didn't get to catch anybody, but you know, I always tell people, I go, it's like playing the lottery. The more often you play, eventually you're going to win, right? Right. Maybe not the lottery. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll say like uh, shooting craps, maybe, right. you know, but uh, that's why I always tell like people about like manatee because everyone's like, oh man, those guys, they're always getting signed. It's like, yeah, but they're, they're doing more. Like they have a higher crime area.
1: Yeah.
0: And I say it all the time. I go like, so hypothetically, if they put their dog down five times in a night, as opposed to me who puts my dog down five times in a week they're more likely to get, like, get lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just catch a the laws of probability yeah, yeah. at that point. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 very frustrating for someone that does want to do work, like, does want to catch bad guys and chase people and, like, you know, do that stuff. It, it can be a little frustrating. I know there's people that are like, oh, but it's great to live somewhere safe. Yeah, it is. I don't – I'm not saying I don't want to live somewhere safe. I'm just right. saying, like – Work-wise, I'd like to do a little work, you know. So i say, it, man.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real, uh, before we get too far, yeah, into yeah, The yeah. next topic, I wanted to bring up one, one more thing about that video. Yeah, um, is that I feel like the the VNR would have saved that guy's life
0: for sure. You know,
1: if if that if Grand Rapids, if Michigan, and I know they're pretty blue state there. Mm-hmm. Um, if he would have been trained and able, you know, to apply that, we could have avoided that. Yeah, you know, and and I don't understand the we're acting like this is a deadly technique or anything like that, you know. And yeah. Like SPD locally, you know, we had it at active physical resistance from 09 to 2020 and we had almost no injuries. I mean, we had one minor injury was recorded. I don't know what that was, but we had over 110 deployments of it. Wow. No death, right? You would assume yeah. that if this was a deadly technique, somebody would have died. Right. Right? But Nobody even major, majorly injured. It well, that's kind of like injury.
0: you said. The training, like mm-hmm. if the training, is there. Yeah, yeah. We, we. I mean, I know, I know. Right year. now, I could, I could put someone to sleep and know exactly when they're out. Yeah, like it's not even a. Especially if you're on their back and they're like fighting you. Mm-hmm. Guess what? <clears throat> they stop fighting you. Yeah, like they they go out mm-hmm. and i've had it happen before where people and they do like if people are watching they do panic They're like oh my god oh my god and it's like no 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 he will be fine watch this like before i can get the handcuffs on he's already waking up yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. the handcuffs on maybe lift his legs up and he's huh what happened what happened and like it it, they're fine and Mm -hmm. uh, i agree man i think it's i think so uh kind of the go off of that just a little bit when i first came out of the jail um i actually had multiple two different field training officers tell me at two different times uh because i went hands-on um in the jail we didn't have we only had pepper spray but i i I had the option to not carry it because it messed me up worse than it would mess anybody up that i was going to spray like i would have been down and out of the fight instantly so i wouldn't carry it and I got you And when I was in the jail, like towards my, it started changing more so towards the tail end of the time I was in jail, in the in jail, in the jail. Uh, we were, it was, a, there was a lot of physical contact in the jail, all right? And I don't think it was for any other reason than during that era, uh, criminals were still willing to back up the talk. So to speak, you know, they they didn't mind going, getting in fights with the, you know, with the corrections deputies and they didn't mind getting, you know, getting in trouble and doing certain things. Not all of them. Uh, Again, some guys just came in, did their time, they're done. But uh, there were certain ones that they were going to be an issue every time you moved them from a different cell to a different cell or Whatever they didn't like what was on their train yeah. that day or well, It's whatever. sort
1: of a little bit different when you're in the jail too, because I'd say ninety or more percent of the fights that officers get into are people trying to get away, right? And they're trying to take
0: them into custody. Uh no, 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 no not in the jail. In the jail, like, no.
1: That's what yeah, I'm sorry. That's what oh. I was going to say. Is that in the jail? There's nowhere to run to.
0: Right. Yeah. They yeah. want to fight. Yeah. Like they that's just a really want option. to fight. Yeah. 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 There's, that, no there, there. there's no. So yeah. They're just, doing, a fight, they're, they're just doing. They're just doing it to fight because they're pissed off. Right. They're not. Yeah, it's not to escape. Yeah, I meant
1: on the road. Yes, yes, Most, yes, yeah. okay. most fights yeah. are going to happen when people are trying to escape. they resisting. They're just trying to get assist, Yes,
0: you know? just trying to get away. Right. Uh, correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's funny because, like, when I came out to the road, they gave me all these other tools, you know, an asp, uh, a taser, you know, the gun, all that stuff. And uh, I had on two different occasions where uh, one time was literally... I was supposed to be getting off like we were supposed to be logging off and a call comes out with a chick with a knife uh I can't remember if she was going to kill herself or she was threatening her parents she was younger uh like 17 or 16 or whatever and when we showed up the mom's out in the front screaming out in front of the house go running in there's already two other deputies there and one has one hand and he's holding and she's got the knife in that hand The other one's got the other hand, he's holding that hand and she's, she's giving it like all she's got to try to get away. Like they're kind of like tug of war, like tug of war on her arms, right? In this bedroom, this little bedroom. And again, my immediate reaction is, you know, polyester pile up. I just tackled her right into the bed. And then we all collapse on top of this girl. And, uh, there had to be a combined, you know, well over 300 pounds on her, you know, but, uh. Thank God no one got cut, no one got stabbed, nothing like that. We wrestled the knife from her, got her. Uh, And my field training officer was kind of standing behind us with his taser out. And he talked to me afterwards and he says, Hey, I appreciate that you're willing to get in the fight. I really do. He goes, but you have other tools on your tool belt now. You know, like they literally had each arm splayed out. You had a clear shot of it it would have been a very that would have been the perfect situation to use a taser she couldn't go anywhere mm. you know what i mean she's wearing like a t-shirt and shorts like it would have been a very like she wasn't wearing a bulky jacket or anything it would have been a prime opportunity to use the taser but again i'd been so conditioned with the jail and prior you know even then i was training jujitsu that like grab her you mm. know that's my end like in the jail we used to we always, I always used to be, I got I got told also multiple times during field training, you're standing too close to people when you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Well, in the jail, if you sit too, they can build up momentum to hit you, you know, whether it was to tackle you or yeah. run at you or whatever.
1: Okay. I would
0: stand close to them, especially like during a pat down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to get up in their junk when you're moving them from stuff and they don't like that. Mm-hmm. And so if they're going to buck, I want to be right there so I can grab them mm-hmm. before they can get any, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. That whole when you're on top, you're tight and when you're on bottom, you're creating space. Well, I want to be on top, you right. know what I mean? So I got told that actually by quite a few FTOs, like just when I was communicating with people and I didn't even realize I was doing it. I think I just got so accustomed to standing close to people. but the only other time that I had that happen was uh, a guy that was like that came out as like he was trying to break into cars, but he was actually just really drunk in like golf game. and he had like passed out between two cars in like this apartment complex. And I mean, he was out cold and uh, shirtless. And I rolled him over and I started sternum rubbing him, tried to get him. Wait, He woke up swinging mm-hmm. and he swung on me. And like, luckily I kind of like, it just hit me in the shoulder. Well, I grabbed his arm, twisted him around, flipped him over. And like, there were a bunch of people watching my FTL. I was like, whoa, 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 what's good? Because he didn't see the guy swing on me. Yeah, He just saw me flip yeah. this, guy this guy over real quick, freaking bending his arm up behind his back. And he's like, whoa, 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 come down. And I go, he swung at me. Like. And like, again, it was one of those things where it's like, hey, like, you got to be careful. And in in that instance, I think the FTO was wrong because I'm like, no, I I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm good there. But the first instance for sure. Hey, there's a time and a place for certain things. But I think it's that. Think about how many of these videos you watch where, like you said, if that whether it was the VNR or Mm -hmm. an arm lock of some kind or whatever. Yeah. If people were more comfortable with that physical contact and knowing what to do when they get into that physical contact, I think there'd be way less shootings, way less. percent.
1: Yeah. And there was, you know, that, this guy, 100%. Patrick, Lioia, I mean, he was turtled up right there, man. That was, that was the time you're, you're alone. There's multiple occupants in that vehicle. That's, that's, if it was that active physical resistance, that would have been the time to do it. Right. You know, and the, that's
0: another thing too, that like the, uh, I don't think it was, I think it was a video from a phone right where they showed like the one guy's recording them mm-hmm. and he's saying the officer saying get back. Yeah. Get back. And it people that aren't aware man you are stressed out of your mind mm-hmm. and you're very aware of other people yeah. around you. Like especially when you're dealing with you don't know what you're dealing with like you mm-hmm. said he's all balled up, you don't know what he's got under him. You know he's got the taser at least. Yeah. What else is he I mean the guy was wearing a sweater like you don't know what else that guy's got tucked in his waistband and, like now you're worried about his friends. Mm.
1: The the adrenal ahead. response of a, oh, a fight like that is yeah. is pretty overwhelming, right. know, For a lot of people, so um, that's you know why that's why you're seeing these guys huffing and puffing and puffing and man, he was he probably really, collapsed. I got to imagine after this whole oh, incident. as he, soon as yeah, someone
0: showed up, I'm sure he. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure his his juices stopped and he was just freaking down and out. Like yeah. I bet he felt like he got hit by a bus because. He didn't really take any physical damage in the encounter. Mm. It was just, I mean, literally blowing your wad, man, blowing mm. that load. And well,
1: you know. now we have the this VNR at uh, you know deadly force now, and that limits things so much, right? Am I going to VNR somebody with a knife? No, they're going to stab me. Right. Going to VNR somebody with a gun? No, they're going to shoot me. Yeah. Right. So. Officer subject factors, I guess, would be the only thing that you could really, and that's going to be difficult, right? To argue, I think, if you have somebody's back enough. Depends on, and again. That, that comes in. back
0: to how well you can articulate the situation, yeah. and I, I got to be honest with you that you know, <clears throat> as, as uh, silly as it may sound, or as corny as it may sound, and I know a lot of higher ups don't like the sounds of this, but it's like I would rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. Mm-hmm. So, like at the end of the day, if it's like, hey. You VNR'd this guy and it's like, well, yeah, but he was 6'5", 250 pounds and I could, I know that he played freaking lineman at, at the University of Florida. Like he may, not, he may not know how to fight, but he knows how to move people. He knows how to – you know what I'm saying? Like there's definitely factors in there that it's like, hey, this guy could ragdoll me even with all my knowledge of stuff, just because he's significantly bigger and stronger, like he could get me to the ground and then it could be a bad day for both of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I think that there, uh, again, like you said, there's if it was better taught, if we had better instruction all around, mm-hmm. it would eliminate a lot of this, like, un, I don't want to say uh, unknowledgeable, but like just lack of understanding, maybe. Like mm-hmm. they're just... Cause like some people, I think even a lot of cops that don't train, they understand that VNR is like, no, that's not going to kill somebody. Like as soon as I yeah. let go, they come back awake, you know, cause guys that never trained jujitsu have usually seen it done or trained it in the academy yeah. and they understand the capabilities mm-hmm. of it cause you're taught it. But yeah. like, imagine if you're just trained it a little bit more, a little bit. I mean, and that's, what's cool about some of these agencies that are doing that, that are, yeah. you know, taking the. Taking the extra step to do the extra training to, you know, make it an actual relevant thing in their, whether it's their department or their agency or whatever, mm. to go, hey, we're going to make this a requirement, yeah. you know? I think that that's,
1: well, I think tools are being taken away, like the VNR, mm-hmm. so they need to be replaced. Yes. Right? And that can be done with training. It can be done with relatively low cost. Right. It's really not that expensive, right? And it's going to pay... So much more in the mm-hmm. long run. Even if you're a sheriff or you're a chief, captain, etc. The the bad press, you know, the the hate mail, all oh, that yeah. stuff, it man
0: The black eye on the agency. When those fists start
1: and, flying, yep. people recording it, you know, and, and it gets posted on the posted on the internet, it looks bad. You right. know it just it does. And I yeah. and I don't you know, look, whenever I'm teaching people I say, I'm not telling you not to punch people. Punch people if it yeah. if it if it applies, but man, I could control you so much more, and I don't need to punch you anymore because I'm right. in such a dominant position. And,
0: and if you are going to punch someone, punch him in the body. Don't punch someone in the skull. Right. It does it does your hands no good. Right. Like open palm strike them. I'll tell you what, you can get a lot of shock factor off smacking someone. Mm-hmm. Shit, look at Chris Rock. I mean, he was yeah. completely shocked. <laughs> you know, but that a good old fashioned slap. It can it can change someone's tune real quick it's yeah. literally like almost like racking a shotgun mm-hmm. for sure because you're they're like oh some people yes it'll piss them off more but some people it'll kind of like I, I'm not exaggerating it'll wake them up to where they're like oh I'm fighting a cop like yeah. maybe I should not like this maybe isn't the time or place to do this yeah. right? you know what I mean but so
1: even if you got into a, you you walk outside and there's somebody who wants to fight you right you get into a street fight or something yeah. like you probably wouldn't punch them that much. No. Right, you would probably close the distance, take them down, establish a dominant position. Right. Throw a couple strikes. Yeah. You turtles, and then you VNR. Right. And then you walk away. Uh-huh. Right. Because when you're punching somebody, you're not controlling them. Generally right.
0: speaking, they're right? still able to move around. Yeah. yes. Unless you're in a ring or a cage, then yeah, you, you got a little bit. But something. exactly. But that's yeah. about it. Right. So, exactly. On the street, that's not. That's that's why I've always thought that like, I by no means think that like. Boxing is a useless sport or Mm -hmm. anything like that because I know some people will argue that especially people that do MMA and jiu-jitsu or kickboxing it's it's important for sure there's a lot to it that's great however if you only know how to box it could be a major detriment to you if you go against somebody that is not willing to stand and throw punches with you right Mm -hmm. so and that goes with anything I mean you see the memes all the time of like a jiu-jitsu guy that's like it's like on the street and he's like sits down on his butt and he's like okay come on you know and it's yeah. like, yeah you don't want to do that either you know that's why you got to be well-rounded especially in our job but mm-hmm. yeah so Definitely. let's uh i had a few more questions for you before uh so last time we had discussed it i believe uh you're now on swat yes yeah how how are you liking that
1: awesome man so uh end of march went to swat school. Uh, got my ass kicked for eight days mm-hmm. and then, uh, had a week off, went into SWAT week, which was awesome. Trained with, uh, LA County Sheriff's deputy, um, uh, that, that came in. They run ITC, Integrated mm-hmm. Training Concepts. Um, so we did a whole week of hostage rescue training, which was super cool and then got some work, nice. and So it's been a hell of a month. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Know? So, um, yeah, yeah we've been, been busy hoping here hoping lately that. too. Yeah, man. I hope it continues, man. It's
0: I know, people, I know people that live in like Sarasota County are like, no, we don't want to be busy. It's like, here's the reality. We are getting such an influx of people moving to mm-hmm. this area. It's going to be busy. But like, look at it this way. You have very highly trained, highly motivated warriors, more or less, that want to do the work. Mm-hmm. Be happy that you got that. You know yeah. what I mean? This isn't some podunk place where it's just like a shit show and it's like, hey, Billy, grab your rifle, get in the back of the truck. We're going to go, you know what I mean? Like, you should be thankful for that. Like, people don't like to see it because it scares them to think that, you know, we need an armored vehicle and we need helmets and we need rifles. But the reality is, is like, just like any level of resistance, you're going to up the ante, Mm -hmm. you know? It's not because necessarily the bad guy has a rifle or armored vehicles. No, it's because we want to to better our situation. We want to be... In a better position to beat them, you know. We don't want to match them. Like I'm not going to just because the guy only has a knife, I'm not going to pull out a knife and fight him. You know, I'm going to. I don't don't
1: understand the militarization of police. You know, anti police argument on that front. Okay, you know, it's armor. It's protecting us. We're not
0: riding around in tanks. We're not. Yeah, I think what scares people is the thought of them using it against John Q. Citizen that's not done anything wrong, but. I can tell, I've I've actually had this discussion with my dad because I don't want to say he's like a conspiracy theorist, but he does have these like very, he's like, oh man, if they, you know, what if they try to take the guns and this, that, and Mm -hmm. I go, listen, I can tell you right now, all of the people that they would send to do that, which would be the SWAT team, Mm -hmm. because you can't just have you as a patrol officer going up to someone's house and go... Hey, can I have your guns? And I go, here's what you would do also, by the way, if someone did knock on your door and go, hey, I need all your guns. You go, I don't have any. And then they go, and guess what every officer is going to do? They're going to go, okay, have a great day and walk away. Right. Right? That's all they're going to do. If you can even get them to go knock on the door. Right. I might stand on the street and go, hey, do you have any guns? Well, no answer. No, no answer. <laughs> right. Like, I'm, I'm being completely forthright. There is no way that I would continue to do this job if they forced us to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and taking I think – just
1: for just right, for – Right. Yeah. Taking, just taking... because like
0: – oh, because the sheriff pulled me to go take a gun? Yeah. No more like, in of, like, county just the county. Just – yeah. Like, yeah. what? No, no, no. Like, that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's not it, – I shouldn't say that's never going to happen. That's not going to happen in Florida. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee – I don't care how many people from New York and California move here – You can't get the rednecks out of Florida. It's just – it's not going to happen. And there's too many people that are middle of the road Mm -hmm. to where they're not hard, extreme, on the right, redneck-y, but they've grown up with being allowed to handle guns and use firearms and do what they need to do. They're not going to just conform and be like, oh, yeah, I'll turn in my guns. It's never going to – it's just not going to happen. I, mm-hmm. I, I promise you. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. probably not going to happen in our kids' lifetimes. Not in Florida. So unless like Russia and China like coincide and invade, I don't see it happening. So just don't – Not with DeSantis, man. Not as long as we got DeSantis <laughs> in know here. How, the way everyone's yeah, talking, go. if he leaves, I don't know, man. We're going to be SOL because yeah. you know how that pendulum swings hard the other way. Sure as, soon does, as, yeah. we, as soon as we – if yeah. you lose him for the president, then yeah. – I, I, you know what? I don't care what people say. Screw the rest of the country. I'm worried about Florida. This is where I live. I want him to stay right where he's freaking at because he's great for Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So screw everybody else. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's just how I feel about that. But anyways, sorry. What we're, were
1: we talking about SWAT. Yeah, we okay. were talking about SWAT. Sorry. Right. Got sidetracked again. <laughs> it's
0: weird how that um, happens. But
1: yeah. Man, I, all, it, yeah. No. So it's been super cool. Um, totally drinking through a fire hose yeah. on it. You know, just tactics and getting thrown away and Hey, this is how we do it in SWAT school. But Hey, forget everything you learned in SWAT mm-hmm. school. We're going to teach you our, our way. So I, I I
0: like it, but that's, that's, that is tough. Like we did. I, I went through the same thing when I went and again, they're like, Hey, you go and do it that way for that amount of time. Guess what? The reality is in SWAT, you have to be able to learn, adjust, adapt on the fly. A lot of times because it's just the what we're dealing with. You know what I mean? Like uh, obviously bad guys actions dictate our response, right? We don't get to, we, we try to put them in the loop and make sure that we're getting the advantage. But the reality is we're reacting usually to them. So that being said, we have to be able to adapt our tactics. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to learn a bunch of other tactics mm-hmm. and then go, okay. I'm going to, I call it, I, just like in FTO, you call build your own house, right? You pull mm. a brick from here that you like that. Oh, I pull a brick from here. I like that. And you add it to your own house, right? It's very important to not be closed-minded to other tactics because certain parts of it are great. Certain parts of it are dog shit because it's just not going to work for you or it's not going to work for your team or whatever the case may be. It's not going to work for this incident, right? There's, yeah. there's certain tactics that you have on your team. Guess what? You're not going to do a vehicle assault on a barricaded subject in a building like that's that they're not relevant tactics right? right so like that same thing can be applied to I mean it's a it's a one story house I'm probably not gonna repel into it you know what I mean like you you have all these built up this tool just like jiu-jitsu you have this toolbox oh, yeah. of things to use in those instances i'm not gonna I'm not gonna attempt to do certain things that I would do for mount when I'm you know in a leg entanglement like that's not gonna it's not the same you know it's apples and oranges so I think that uh, the biggest thing, especially the first few years that you're on SWAT, it's like it's very good. You are drinking out of a fire hose because yeah. it's like you're taking it all in. And I remember I used to say all the time, I was like, I'm so much more mentally drained than physically drained. Mm-hmm. You know, when I leave SWAT training, right. And uh, that's a good thing though. It pushes you and makes you makes you work, makes your mind work. But uh, do yeah, you uh,
1: do you guys and. This is – you don't want to give away whatever uh. trade secrets or anything. But do you guys do any DT on the spot? Yes. Yeah. We, we do it yearly. Yeah. Yearly? Yeah. Okay. Like once a year?
0: Or? Yeah. Uh, sometimes twice, but okay. it's at least once a year. But sometimes we'll do it twice. It kind of depends on how the schedule works out because mm-hmm. obviously that's kind of adapted to like if we get a building or a house or something that's going to get demoed and we need to do stuff with that. Sometimes certain things will get pushed. Right. You know, um, this year actually we're going to be training at Team Alves for – like nice. the whole half first half of the day. Uh, I think that's in like July or something. So that's awesome.
1: So do you yeah. put together the, the like- uh, yeah,
0: I have the last, like, probably like four or five years. Cause okay. like when I first got on, it was very basic police academy defensive tactics, which aren't, I'm not saying like all of those are bad. Like some of those are relevant. Um, what I've tried to incorporate more so is again because like it doesn't really make sense for me either to teach jujitsu to these guys in the sense of like we're flooding into a house like there's eight to ten of us going into this house for a search warrant probably not gonna sit down on my butt and try to freaking grapple with a guy right
1: yeah no so
0: I, I've definitely yeah I've definitely had to adapt it to where it's more of a um, kind of that gaining control on top and pushing the pace or pushing them out of the way or getting them to the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a, I've actually incorporated a lot more like judo type wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling like slide buys and judo takedowns mm-hmm. is kind of more the thought process. Cause a lot, unfortunately a lot of wrestling takedowns involve, involve shooting and guess what? Cement doesn't feel good on your knees. So like, even if you're really good at shooting, you're still gonna hit your knee on the ground, but like yeah. a slide by or a throw, much better. Mm-hmm. Getting the guys, some of these guys like that are bigger dudes, when they have all their gear on, teaching them how to throw somebody else. It's interesting. Why well, I've actually done it quite a few times where I'll put on uh, a canine bite suit, basically instead of like the the DT man suit because it's got all those gaps in it. Yep. I'll actually put on a bite suit because it's like kind of like a fluffy <clears throat> pillow, like so I get a little bit of padding, and then I just put in a mouthpiece and freaking. I'll I'll take it to them sometimes, you know, like when they're coming in the door or once they're coming in a little ways and then giving them different things. Sometimes when they get me to the ground, they are not holding me down. I'll grab a leg and I'll hold onto a leg, you know, just giving them that either drunk asshole or, you know, meth up asshole. That's, you know, the 1% that's like, no, not in my house sort of thing to let them know. Like, and I, you know, I usually take a punishment for it, you know, a boot to the freaking back or head or whatever. Right. But, uh, I'll usually call cold when I'm hurt, but uh, yeah, I think it's very important though for a lot of these guys, again, like I said, that don't get that regular physical contact, put them in that situation. Even though it's in a training situation, we're in the, we're in the force on force building, hence the name force on force. I'm taking it to like, Hey, don't panic. Right. Mm -hmm. Guess what though? If someone grabs your gun, shoot them. Yeah. That's, that's now lethal. Like you shoot them. Mm -hmm. Right. If you deem that this person is just mentally ill, uh, completely in the loop, unaware, a child—obviously, you're not going to do that. And that's that's something that we've covered more and more as well. as it's like, listen, where the and everyone should hear this, even people that aren't, you know, law enforcement. civilians really should understand this. When the SWAT team's there, we're not there because you sang too loud in the church choir. Like you've done something that's literally warranted us getting a search warrant to come into your residence, literally taking away one of your legal rights as an American citizen because something illegal has happened. All bets are off, right? Like we're gonna do it in the most professional and efficient way possible and causing the most minimal damage that we can. But it's, it's, not, it's not like we're going in there and it's sunshine and rainbows and we're, we're gonna be you know nice guys. Right. We're, we're there to, we, we are the ones that came to solve the problem. There was a problem that you caused and now we're there to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important for people to understand, kinda of like you were talking about the militar, militarization thing is the only militarization I see is yes, some of our equipment, but it's a protection aspect mm-hmm for us against the baddest of the bad. Right? Right. I mean, there's, you can look it up online and see how many times armored vehicles for the police have been shot at. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's completely, it's like, well, it's never happened yet. No, it's happened a Mm -hmm. bunch of times. And uh, it's scary and, you know. Yeah,
1: well, there's there's, there's constant innovation with everything, right, body armor gets smaller and more effective, right? right. You know, and we had, uh, these bear cats and and things that people are buying, again, it's protective, right? right? So I can drive that sucker right up to your front door, and see inside of your front door, and have zero risk of getting, being shot. Right. That's not going to hurt you any. Yes. Right. It's just going to protect me. Exactly. So, and again, we're hitting a house, we're we're doing a search warrant or that kind of thing. Usually, it's a high risk search warrant. Yes. That's the reason why that they're using that.
0: Fraud. And that's another thing too that I don't think people take into account. We're not willy nilly going after like. A violation of probation right. warrant That someone like, you know Oh, they didn't oh, pay their parking ticket Yeah, they didn't pay their yeah. parking ticket So yeah. now the SWAT team's there No, that doesn't That's not how that goes Like yeah. there's a there's a level of threats That have to be, you know, checked You know, the boxes have to be checked So to speak Of, hey I hate to say that, say it like this But this warrants the SWAT team Coming right. for a search warrant
1: like yeah. the amount of intel That goes into a search warrant Oh, people it, have no insane. idea
0: Yeah We, we Dot the I's and crossed the T's, triple checked, you know? And uh, to, sometimes to much frustration of the the dumb knuckle draggers that we are, you know? But uh, it is what it is, and uh, it's it's funny. Uh, uh, last podcast hasn't come out yet, but uh, that I did. One of the guys, long time team guy, he said, he put it very well, he said, isn't it interesting how these SWAT guys, if, if I came up to you and I said, hey, uh Mike, give me thirty thousand dollars. I'm gonna invest it for you and uh you know double your money in two years. Okay. You would be like, no, like sorry, I don't know. Go pound sand. Like I'm I'm sorry I'm not willing to risk 30 grand. Like I don't have 30 grand to risk. But if I was like, hey Mike, uh there's a hostage in that building over there and we're gonna go in and shoot the bad guy and you're gonna, be, okay. Like mm-hmm. the the perception of like what people should maybe ask themselves is, not that we want to go shoot people. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying like, you should consider yourself lucky to be surrounded by these guys that are willing to do a job that is inherently dangerous to their own detriment. You know what I mean? And that is why we train so hard and why we do the things that we do to learn the tactics that we learn so that we are equipped well enough, not just with equipment, but mentally, physically, all of that to be able to, quote unquote, save the day, right? And it's just, it is a shame that some people lose sight of that because I think they are hung up on the the armored vehicle and the, the helmets and yeah. the big vests and it's like I mean
1: look if we could send you a letter and you would just come in and turn yourself in or let us search <laughs> your house or something that'd be fantastic right, right? we wouldn't have to risk our lives it doesn't but happen. that's just not how it works man right you know and a lot of cops have died oh yeah you know on search warrants on you know on everything so that's that's why it is the way that it is that's why yeah. we're looking for more, yes. more armor more protection
0: yep well I feel like we definitely went down a couple different roads, maybe not even in the the route that we meant to take, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. This, that's why I mean this, that's why it's called, let's see what happens, right? I yeah. don't know where it's going to go, but uh, big thing is, uh, I think we're going to have to wrap it up cause I got to get some sleep, but, uh, I wanted anyone that's listening, please go to, uh, Instagram, uh, at heroes underscore grappling underscore tournament. Um, like, subscribe, whatever you know, follow. Uh, please send it to any friends, any other fellow law enforcement officers, any firefighters, EMTs, yes, paramedics. <laughs> Listen, you all can come try to choke us out, we'll try to choke you out. It'll all be good I fun, that, man. Yes, yeah. you guys bring the donuts, we'll be happy to eat them. <laughs> all right, um, it'll all be good fun. But uh, you have anything else you want to throw out there, like while uh.
1: Uh, no, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it. Uh, July 23rd, Venice High School VR yes. Tournament. Uh, hope to see you guys there.
0: And uh, general public's allowed to come watch, right? Absolutely, Everyone's yeah. There. Open
1: to spectators. Yes. Yeah.
0: Please come Absolutely. come support. Um, come enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I, I did have a couple people that were just regular guys that came and watched. And they were all – I mean, most of them were jujitsu guys. Mm. But there is something to be said for, you know, again – you're supporting a local thing, and you get to come and watch, like, cops and firefighters beat up on each other. I mean, what's more fun than that, you know? I mean, short of, like, a, a Boston football firefighter or, yeah, football firefighter cop football game, you're not going to really see a fight like that probably. So, mm. you know, come support your uh, your local uh, first responders and, uh, you know. Check it out, Heroes uh, Grappling Tournament, and uh, do you guys have like a Facebook tour or is it just Instagram?
1: Yeah, yeah, Heroes okay. Grappling Tournament on Facebook.
0: Perfect. Also, right. if
1: anybody's interested in sponsoring, just uh, let us know. Yeah, you know, we're we're still accepting sponsorships, so Absolutely. all proceeds going to charity. Uh, this year, we're doing Adopt a Cop BJJ again. Nice, uh, and then we're doing First Responders Children's Foundation okay yeah so th- uh, that takes care of if there's a if, like if you were to die in line of duty they would step in they would help pay for college and oh, nice. uh, you know help financially assist you or Shoot. if you were if i die on
0: duty a you know, sheriff's know. paying for that anyways yeah. and, <laughs> right. i tell my wife all the time i'm worth way more to her dead than alive yeah, she's yeah. like please don't say that I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just saying i'm yeah. just saying you well, know they,
1: even if you become paralyzed you can't provide for your right family. they they uh assist with that so that's awesome really really cool charity Glad awesome Partnered up
0: with them and and the BJJ cop thing, for those that don't know, is basically there's a lot of cops that are on a very fixed budget, and it can be expensive to train jujitsu. So um, again, some will say like, hey, just don't go out to eat a couple times a week. You can probably afford it. Work one extra shift or one detail. You can afford it because ultimately it could save your life. That being said, adopt-a-cop has tried to figure out a remedy around that where they'll actually pay tuition for law enforcement to attend jujitsu, so uh we're very lucky that uh that is in place and please come out and support us and uh support heroes grappling tournament uh july 23rd so uh thanks mike for coming out appreciate you uh anything else no that's it thank you for having me man all right